Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. And thanks. From KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Olivia Allen Price, and you're listening to Bay Curious. As you probably know by now, each week we answer a question that someone sends our way at baycurious.org. We try and pick questions that have interesting answers, answers that are complex, surprising, hard to find. But what you might not know is that also at baycurious.org, we have a public voting round. Each month, we pick a few good questions and ask you, the audience, what you want us to answer. Today, we'll answer one of those questions. It won our December voting round, and it comes from listener David Scheer. Now, David, he has opinions about billboards. I wish there was a billboard liberation front which went out in the middle of the night and cut down all the billboards. Strong words. Now, David's noticed a disparity between two major roads on the San Francisco Peninsula. So in addition to an opinion, he's got a question. Why is Highway 101 plastered with billboards while Highway 280, just a little bit west, doesn't have any billboards on it? Today on Bay Curious, we're taking a trip to learn why these two highways look so different. One feels like driving through a national park. The other, complete sensory overload. Mostly ads for tech companies advertising to other tech companies. Anyway, what gives? Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hi there, I'm Randad Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. Reporter Christopher Agusa went for an answer-finding road trip with our question asker, David. This is a tale of two highways. I'm here in Palo Alto to check out both of them with David. Billboards just annoy me. I just think they're ugly. Highways 101 and 280 both snake their way up the peninsula, but they couldn't be more different. An ad for ClearBank on the right, and another high-tech ad for CIOs. 101 is dense and industrial, and packed full of billboards. Now they're really starting to pile up. (laughs) Yeah, uh, another cannabis ad. But David's least favorite? The worst are the electronic billboards that are bright at night and change uh, what they're showing. David decides he's had enough, and we switch over to 280. And suddenly, you can see trees. And it's all beautiful and 
no uh, industrial buildings. To find out why these two freeways look so different, I talked with Lenny Roberts, who's a legislative advocate with an organization called Committee for Green Foothills. She spent the past 50 years working to protect the Bay Area's open spaces, and she tells me that 280's beauty is the result of hard-won protections. Well, 280 was designated as a scenic highway by the state of California after a lot of work in order to get it included. And billboards are not allowed on state scenic highways. The California legislature passed the scenic highway program into law in 1963. The state and counties worked together to prevent the development of anything that could make these routes look, well, less scenic. Visitors from all over the world come to San Mateo. They'll fly to San Francisco airport, come up to 280, and, and they wonder, why is all this land still so beautiful? There are 1,300 miles of scenic highway crisscrossing the state. Each is marked by a colorful sign featuring a bright orange California poppy with a snow-capped mountain in the background. But the scenic status isn't guaranteed forever. In 2016, the county of San Mateo put out a memo that hinted at studying a few locations for billboards along 280. That's when Lenny jumped into action. I started asking questions and did not get a very satisfactory answer. Yes, they were going to consider 280. Lenny went to the press, which led to a flurry of news stories about the issue. And people freaked out. The county says it was a misunderstanding and that the memo was really referring to 101. But the backlash was loud and clear. People would stop me in the grocery store and say, I saw you on TV. How dare they think about putting billboards on 280? Having a scenic highway designation is one of the few clear lines of defense against billboards. Remember those electronic billboards that David hates so much? Well, since 2010, the number of those permitted by the state has nearly tripled. And for the first time ever, in 2013, a stretch of the I-10 near Palm Springs was officially removed from the scenic highway program to allow for the construction of, you guessed it, a digital billboard. So I went back to David and shared everything I'd learned. Do you think you'll be on the lookout for the poppy sign? Now I can't ignore it. Now every time I, I see it, I'll know what it means. That was reporter Christopher Agusa. The story first aired on KALW's Cross Currents program. A few weeks ago, we dropped a podcast episode called Bay Area, I Love You. The idea was to celebrate what makes living here so special. What makes it worth it, even as we face some tough challenges? Since that episode aired, we heard from more of you, so we thought we would share a few bonus stories today. Here's two that come from loving this place for a long time. I had both sets of grandparents that lived in San Francisco. One was rich, and the other set was poor, and sometimes would rent a place on Chestnut Street in the marina. And then when they would run out of money, they would live on a fishing boat tied up at a fisherman's wharf. My sister and I would go and stay on the boat in the summers for a week and just go around to Asia Island, all kinds of places, and we would actually swim in the bay. We would dare each other and just jump off the back of the boat and swim in the bay. It was freezing. I took the family. Uh, we would go to the Summer of Love, 1967, wander around Haight-Ashbury. I had my camera. I was taking pictures of the hippies and I didn't take enough pictures, damn it, but I took a couple of really good ones. It was sort of like Disneyland, cheap Disneyland, just go up there and wander around and take it all in. One theme that came up over and over again was the opportunity that you found here. 
the American dream, the gold rush sentiment, the freedom to pursue whatever calls you, be it professional or personal. Crossing the stage to receive my college degree from UC Berkeley is a moment that exemplifies my love for the Bay Area. There are not many places in the world where a first-gen student can thrive at their local public schools, then begin their college journey at a community college, transfer and earn their bachelor's degree from one of the best public universities in the country, and then go on to earn a teaching credential at a state university. The culture I'm coming from is pretty much monoculture, Asian Japanese culture. It's pretty standardized, so you can't stand out. But here, little by little, I was proven that it's okay to do A, it's okay to do B, and C and D, and then everything is fine. Everything is fine. Those were the voices of Marty Valuva, Mike Harper, Angela Estrella, and Sally Kappas. Thanks to them and everyone else who reached out to share their stories with us. We are so thankful for you for listening and being a part of the show. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at member-supported KQED. Have a great week. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 